0: Is this the power of Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nana Seo the senior pastor of the World Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer, and fasting. And now, today's message. This is the power if you are not conscious of the Holy Spirit present, you cannot operate this gift of faith. Hallelujah. Another thing you must understand is that it's a gift. Now, the second thing too you must understand is that among the things in the old new testament, the only thing we are permitted to convert is spiritual gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apostle Paul said that you can convert it. Don't convert my money. Don't convert my car, don't convert my interest, but Paul said that when you see me operating a gift and you love it, you can convert the gift. So, when it comes to spiritual gift, convertuousness is not a sin. Are you getting it? It says, convert endlessly the best gift. That is what Apostle Paul said. Now, watch this. It means that the gift of faith can be converted. The word convert means that find any means, any godly way to make sure that you didn't have the gift, but you decide that the gift comes to you and you operate it. This night, I am going to, by the time I finish preaching, my aim to activate your gift, my aim is that you will convert the gift of faith. Because this afternoon, the Lord told me that because of what is moving around, if there is any time we need the gift of faith, it is now. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to encounter some things, and based on the things you are going to experience, the gift of faith must be in operation. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus Christ. It means that if it is given by the Holy Spirit, then when you need that gift the most, the Holy Spirit can activate it. I don't always operate because, you see, it's not a button you press. So I can not say that 24 hours I am in word of knowledge. It comes as the Spirit wails. And in my case, it gets more activated Sometimes when I'm mounting the pulpit and I'm preaching, and then based on the atmosphere, the Holy Ghost just brings it. Remember, remember, remember. The principal force behind the gift is the Holy Spirit. The gift is for him. He will through you. Hallelujah. Because all the supernatural, to work in the natural, they need a human being as a contact. The devil cannot get to the earth without a man. God can also come to the earth without a man. For God to get to men, you need men to get to men. For the devil to attack men, you need men to attack men. That is why all the men behind this coronavirus, judgment will eliminate all of them. Because I know that even if it's on earth, men permitted it to come. Because Satan himself cannot do anything without a man. Both the supernatural, dark and darkness, cannot work on earth without a man. That is why for God to go and deliver the people in Egypt, he needed Moses. For God to reach you, he needed my voice to reach you. So as I'm preaching now, God is using my voice to reach you. Because God wants to reach you, but he needs a man. That is why angels cannot preach. They can't. Angels, the assignment is not to preach. Preaching is left for men. Are you getting what I'm talking about? All the angel will do is that, he said, Moses, you go to Egypt. But even when God gets offended with them, he said, my angel will go with you. They are protective, uh, what do you say, spirits, sent for the health of salvation. But when it comes to preaching the word, it is man's responsibility. Now, the Lord will work through us, but you need somebody as a point of contact. Yeah. That is why, that is why you cannot say you don't need the preachers, you need them. Because they are the one God is using. While the devil is using their agent, we will need God also to use his servant to make sure that they counter the agent of the enemy. If somebody is operating word of knowledge and he needs the Holy Ghost, if somebody is operating word of wisdom and needs the Holy Ghost, then to operate in the gift of faith, you need what? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah to Jesus. This is very important. It's so important to recognize because sometimes, our faith can be limited to the things we are looking for. Hallelujah. Our faith can be limited. Even Father Abraham, he, came to, he is the father of our faith. The founder of our faith is Jesus Christ. The father of our faith is Abraham. Now, Abraham with all his strong faith, he slept with Hagar. Hallelujah. The only mystery about faith is that even if you drop it yesterday, you can pick it today. I'll say that again. If you lose your faith yesterday, it's not the end of the story. You can still come back from where you lost it and pick it today and still run as if you have never lost it. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when the angel prophesied and told Abraham that your wife Sarah is going to have a child? Sarah laughed. Yes, yeah. Do you remember he laugh? God even catch her, catch her laughing. God say you are laughing. He said, I'm not laughing. Amen. Metrat Sarah, Lied. He said, he was laughing. He said, I'm not laughing. Now watch this. It means at that time. And he said something. He said that. Now that he said, I'm old. And the second thing is that my husband has no pleasure. Based on the natural circumstance, you could see that Sarah's faith was wavering. But by Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, the Bible says, by f- true faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. So even though he dropped it at that time, the next day he picked it up. And the Bible says, the conception of Isaac was not only Abraham's faith, Sarah's faith also was in agreement with Abraham's faith. Yeah. So let's assume you doubted God yesterday. You can still pick faith tomorrow Amen. or today. Yes, Somebody say, I'm into the glory of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. I can't over preach it. Yeah. I have other messages, but God won't let me come out of the faith. Amen. Because today, by the time I finish preaching, when I come to the point where I want to make the exact point I want to make, you are going to be healed. Amen. You are going to be delivered. Amen. And even if you are tested positive for any coronavirus, it cannot kill you. Amen. Because this is not the first time. There is nobody on earth who have not been tested positive for something. Everybody has been tested positive for something. Yes, no. Have you been tested positive for malaria before? Yeah, yes. Have you been to be tested positive for something before? Yes. Everybody, hallelujah. Amen. 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 I have been tested positive for sicknesses that I'm not supposed to be alive. But by grace of God, it just got eliminated Amen. from my body. Everybody has tested positive from something. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting And I'm telling you, I can show you evidence of it. Everybody has tested positive for something. When you two tested positive for pregnancy? Are you dead? So why do you think that when you are tested positive Uh, for coronavirus, you will die? Now, 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 now. Those who are dying for that, you are not one of them. However, if, if, if you just, listen, this is why you shouldn't be afraid. We live, you say when we live, we live for Christ. When we die, we die for Christ. Whether we live or we die, we are for what? Christ. So as for you, your case is completely different. You are not like the people without hope. Hallelujah. So you shouldn't be afraid. Get down and encourage those who are dying. Hallelujah. And tell them, they should come and believe in the Christ who you believe. This is how John G. let them stop the plague in their generation. They just believe in their God. If we can't believe God, God cannot act. God will only act on based on our strong faith and trust in him. If Moses didn't go to Egypt, all the demonstration of the power of God, we would you have seen there? Even though God must divide the race, but Moses must point the rod. Amen. <laughs> you are not listening to me. Hallelujah to Jesus. This is so important to recognize because our faith can often be limited. Hallelujah. Because you have to understand that it is the baptism of faith that brings supernatural increase. Baptism of what? Faith. That is a very strong statement. That brings what? Supernatural what? Increase. So when your faith is baptized, I know somebody said, I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. What do you mean by baptism of faith? I'll come to that and answer that question in a second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember what I said. Now, to one is giving what? The gift of what? Faith. So, I was talking about Sarah and I said that even Sarah, he doubted but he picked up faith. And the Bible said that he conceived through faith. Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. So, whatever place he doubted, it is when he picked up faith that he was able to conceive. But the Bible said that to one is giving what? (laughs) <laughs> huh? And to another faith by the same spirit and to another gift of what? Healing. Have you noticed that after the, after the gift of faith, the next thing that follows is what? The gift of what? Healing. Amen. But that is what I want to get now. I want you to get something we call the gift of faith. Tell somebody there's a gift called faith. Oh, you didn't say very well. There is actually a gift specifically called what? The gift of what? Faith. There is actually A gift specifically called what? The gift of what? Faith. That's why I said that it has never been preached because it is one of the gifts you cannot see. When we cannot do what we are supposed to do, when we cannot go another day or continue in the midst of life, the Lord can bring increase to your faith. That is in the level of just a measure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah increase through what? The gift of faith. So, it is the gift of faith that brings increase. It means that your gift is in a certain measure. Now, I want to give you a story. I quoted Luke. Do you remember what I said? Luke chapter 8. Go there with me. I want to find the right verse so that I will read a lot. Luke chapter 8. Let's read from verse number 40. Verse number 40. 40. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned the people gradually received him for they were all waiting for him. I pray that you'll be waiting for Jesus. And behold there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler or a leader of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come unto his house. Follow this message carefully. I am talking about activating your faith. Now I've come to the place, I say, you have the measure of faith. But sometimes what you need, the measure will not be enough. When the measure is not enough to give you a miracle, then the gift of faith must step in. And the gift of faith is given by the Holy Spirit. I pray that after this preaching, you will come in contact with the gift of faith. Because sometimes, if God has to only depend on your measure of faith, you will not get a breakthrough. That is why he brought the one called gift. Hallelujah. Amen. So this man came to Jesus. Oh, follow this story. It's very interesting. And besought him that you come to his house. For he had only one daughter. Don't forget about that. He has only one daughter. You are both sons and daughters, only one daughter. About 12 years of age. And she lay a dying. But as he As he went, the people thronged him. Wow. As Jesus went. Now, this is the first thing I want you to understand. Interesting things in this story. Now, let's go back to the book of Mark chapter 5. Hold that one and let's go back to Mark chapter 5. Verse number 22. And Jesus the Bible says, okay, 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by the ship onto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was in, and, and and he was near unto the sea. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue. Have you noticed that it's the same like Luke? Jealous by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him. Thank you, Jesus. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lie at the point of death. I beg you, I pray, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. If you look at Mark compared to Luke, Luke was saying that he's the only daughter. Mark didn't specifically say that. He just said my little daughter. But Luke said that he is the only daughter. And he says he's at the point of death. Now listen. By the time somebody is in a critical condition and the person needs help, there must be no obstacle for anybody who is going to help the person. Are you agree with me? That is why uh, the paramedics or the ambulance, when they are going, they are permitted by law to open up a siren. And when we hear the siren, everybody must give way for them to go through. I am talking about the gift of faith. Somebody shout, The gift of faith. Today, every demonic agenda on your life shall be destroyed, every satanic plan will be destroyed. And whatever the devil wants to put on you, you will know that he shall send you to the wrong address. It will return back to the sender, hallelujah. Because you have the power to submit to God and resist the devil and he will free from you. Receive grace for that, hallelujah. Prophet Nana will be right back. Man can live without food for 40 days, without sleep for 12 days, without water for 6 days, and without oxygen for 5 minutes. But how long can man live without prayer? God said, my house will be a house of prayer. The World Prayer Center, Porter City, Mutual Pram Pram. And now, back to Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him, saying, my little daughter. Okay, verse 24. And now, this is the interesting thing I saw today when I was studying the Bible. When the man said that, Jesus didn't say anything. He didn't talk. There was no statement. The verse 24 says, Jesus went with him. So all, you see, if you want you to come to a man of God, start talking, the man of God will ask you, where do you live? Where is it?" Jesus didn't say anything. The Bible didn't tell that the direction Jesus was going. Maybe Jesus was going towards where I'm facing. The man probably is coming on the opposite direction. The man spoke to Jesus. Jesus didn't say anything. I perceive maybe Jesus turned and started going towards the man's direction. But as of now, Jesus has never said anything. So sometimes God can be silenced. It does not mean it's not in action. Watch this. Jesus never said anything. The Bible says Jesus went with him and mad people follow him and throng him. As of now, nothing has come from his mouth. Like I said that, The important thing about meeting Jesus is what he says. If you come to me and say, Jesus Christ walked to your room yesterday, the first thing I want to say, what did he say? If Jesus came to your room and never said anything, me and you, we are on the same level. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm preaching now? Uh, If Jesus come now and Jesus doesn't say anything, me and you, we are on what? The same what? Level. It is what Jesus said that makes a difference. Everybody says, Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Do you remember on the Damascus Road? Only Paul had a voice. Only Paul had a voice. So the difference between Paul and the rest of the people is that he became apostle because he was the only one Jesus spoke to. That's That's if Jesus doesn't say anything, oh. oh in the case of Jairus, Jesus Christ, the Bible didn't give us there. The, the 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 blueprint and the plan of how the situation happened but whatever it is Jesus Christ started moving on the direction and going he has never said anything to the man up to this point and a certain woman we had the issue of blood now 12 years I want you to come back to the book of Luke chapter 8 We read from verse number 40 thereabout. And behold, there came a man, Gyros, verse 41 of Luke chapter 8. And he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at his feet. He fell down at where? At Jesus' feet. Oh, glory be to God. I say, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Fell down at his feet and besought him that he would come to his house. For he had only one daughter, but 12 years of age. She lay down. Do you remember the woman also was bleeding for 12 years? Yes. So when the child was born, the woman trouble started. 12, 12. We'll come to that in a second. The woman has been bleeding for 12 years. And the daughter, too was what? 12 years. Both of them has been attacked. And they were all born on the same year. The woman trouble started 12 years ago. The child was born 12 years ago. The child who was born 12 years ago was attacked by the spirit of death. The woman with the issue of blood to 12 years ago. So the day the child was born. That was the day the woman trouble started. Or Let me put it in a better way. The year the woman, the child was born. That is the year the woman trouble started. And both of them needed Jesus. Watch this. As I remember this one. The situation is an emergency. Jesus Christ. Has been. Confronted or come face to face with Jairus. Who is the ruler of the synagogue. He has told him that, hurry up. My daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands. So, all Jairus' measure of faith is that he has to come to Jesus. Jesus must run to the house. Before the child dies, Jesus must lay hands. So, the measure of Jairus' faith is that Jesus must get to the house before the child dies. So, everybody listening to me, there is a certain measure of faith you are operating. And that is where your faith level is. So if that particular place, it go beyond that, you can get into trouble. Get this message very clear. The level of his faith is that. Look at this. Look at it. Look at it. Behold, there came jealous. He was the ruler of the synagogue. And he fed our Jesus feet. You can see the exclamation. Huh? And besought him. I love the way the New Living Translation. The man named Jero, the leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus. feet, pleading, with him, come home with him. Come home with me. Come home with me. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by a crowd. Now watch this. Come home with me. As at now, the Bible didn't give us any record of what Jesus said. We, we, we didn't know where Jesus was going. We didn't know where Jairus was coming from. But as of now, the only thing is that when the man said that Jesus changed his direction towards Jairus' direction. Remember, Jairus' message of faith is that you must get to the house quickly before this child die. This ambulance must get to hospital before something happened to this woman. So, the, everybody operates in a measure of faith. And as long as you are within your measure of faith, you look like you have faith. Really? This is where the supernatural faith or the gift of faith is very crucial. Now let's continue reading. For he had only one son, verse 43 said, suddenly huh? But as he went, people drunk him. And a woman having the issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physician, neither could be healed of any. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched. Or oh, another one said the bleeding stop. And Jesus said, Who touched me? As at this time, Jesus has stopped. There's another thing God showed me today that was interesting. Jesus has stopped, he's standing and finding out who touched me. When he said that, it was really a surprising thing to everybody. Yeah. When all denied, Peter, Peter and that were with him. The two have said, Master, the multitude thronged thee. Let me read it from New Living Translation. That one, you'll get it more. Everyone denied. Everyone denied. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. This whole crowd is pressing up against you. The multitude thronged thee and press it, and say, yes, that who touch me. The question he asks, ask him, ah, look, you are talking about touching, the people, if you are, if you know because of us, you are falling down. Right. Because they are pushing you, the word "trunky" means that they are pressing you. That's a crowd. Have you ever climbed through in a car when it's raining? No. That's not a place to go and try to be killed. You forget your handbag. 5,000 men and women and children, they were plunking on Jesus. And now he's talking about touching. But the thing is beyond touching. Now watch this. Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Oh, I love the way that, that, the New Living Translation. And Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power gone out of me. Makuda baya, mama. I felt healing power gone out of me. It means that all along Jesus was walking, he was loaded with healing power. Other people around him sick, but they don't know how to activate their faith. They don't know how to tap into that thing. They know how to activate their faith. May your faith be activated for prosperity. Activate. Sometimes, for instance, you need some money. You have to activate your faith by sowing some money to reap something. A lot of you, well, listen. If you want to go dawa, you must have worms at the pit of your destiny. Jesus said, somebody has touched me. I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Now, T, you can imagine this one. Among the crowd there, if there is anybody who is disturbed and angry, it is Jairus. Let's come back to brother Jairus. I mean, his greatest enemy is this woman. Now, this is another thing God show me. It's not that the woman is here to be healed. At the time Jesus was talking, he has already taken the healing. So, we don't even need to waste time. After all, what, 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 he, he has been healed. He told Jesus, Healing power left Jesus. Entered the woman. And then <laughs> he, the blood has stopped. It's not the blood is here to stop. It has stopped. Because Jesus said that he perceived that healing power left him. And it has gone into somebody. So at this time the woman has been healed. So there's no need for us to talk about But Jesus has stopped. Jesus has stopped. What do you do when God stops? At your case. Where you thought it's an emergency. This is where the whole world is in anxiety. People are afraid. Because maybe God might not come at the time we expecting. If we wake up tomorrow and God say that virus go. Everybody will be happy. But God may not decide to go by that way. We just have to follow him by faith. We just have to trust him. We just have to pray and believe him. We cannot fast on Wednesday and after that so talking unbelief. We just have to trust him. Because I said that even when God stops, he knows what to do. Watch this. Gyros measure of faith is almost going into the pit now. Because now, his faith, remember is that Jesus must come. You see, let me show you something. There are different levels of faith. There is another person who met Jesus, his faith was that don't come to my house. Stand here and speak the word only. That is a certain level of faith. Jesus said, I've never seen such a faith. But jealous message of faith like me and you is that Jesus must come to the house. Prophet must come to my house. Prophet must take anointing oil. He must put some in his mouth. And anointing me with oil. There is nothing wrong with that. And after we did that, you were healed. What about if it doesn't go that way? Or at the time you were looking for prophet, you call his phone and it's out of coverage area. What is going to happen this time? Jealous faith was that Jesus must come to the house. The boy is at the point of dying. The little girl, twelve years old, only daughter. So a lot of things around the thing. The girl is twelve years. He is his only daughter. Probably it took long before he has the girl. Because by the time you were ruler of the synagogue, you might be quite an elderly person. And now, he has been attacked. And the only hope now is to meet Jesus. Fine, you have met Jesus. But Jesus must hurry up before the child dies. So, Jalo doesn't even have faith that Jesus can raise him from the dead. His faith is that he must pray. And when he pray, the child will be well. But, but this time, with Jalo's faith is that get to the house quick before anything happens. And this woman has stopped the procession. Jesus is now dealing with a woman with the issue of blood. Jesus is now dealing with a woman who has already received her healing from bleeding. You are so much in apprehension. What is happening here? Jesus Christ. I don't know what is going on here. I can see a say, jealousy, who is this woman? If it's Ghana, you are a witch, you are a wizard, you are this. People will say, By local man, where are you coming from? Why have you done this thing to me? And all that. Because the level, when you just have the measure of faith and you don't think about the gift of faith, it means that, remember, not by might, not by power. When you see you are suffering, you must begin to call God to help. Because there are people in the Bible, you remember the man that he came to Jesus and Jesus said that, uh, well, how long has this thing been with the boy? He said, uh, uh, since he was a child, Oftentimes he fall into the fire. and often He said, if thou can't do something, Jesus said, if thou can't believe. The man to say Jesus, help thou my unbelief. If you are not conscious of the Holy Spirit present, you cannot operate this gift of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Another thing you must understand is that it's a gift. Now, the second thing you must understand is that among the things in the Old New Testament, The only thing we are permitted to convert is spiritual gift. Apostle Paul said that you can convert it. Don't convert my money. Don't convert my car. Don't convert my interest. But Paul said that when you see me operating a gift and you love it, you can convert the gift. So when it comes to spiritual gift, convertuousness is not a sin. Are you getting it? He said, convert endlessly the best gift. That is what Apostle Paul said. Now watch this. It means that the gift of faith can be converted. The word convert means that find any means, any Godly way to make sure that you didn't have the gift, but you decide that the gift comes to you and you operate it. This night, I am going to, by the time I finish preaching, my aim to activate your gift, my aim is that you will convert the gift of faith. Because this afternoon, the Lord told me that because of what is moving around, if there is any time we need the gift of faith, it is now. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to encounter some things, and based on the things you are going to experience, the gift of faith must be in operation. It means that if it is given by the Holy Spirit, then when you need that gift the most, the Holy Spirit can activate it. I don't always operate because, you see, it's not a button you press. So I can say that 24 hours, I am in word of knowledge. It comes as the Spirit wails. And in my case, it gets more activated. Sometimes when I'm mounting the pulpit and I'm preaching, and then based on the atmosphere, the Holy Ghost just brings it. Remember, 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 the principal force behind the gift is the Holy Spirit.